Welcome to Prostate Cancer, The Road to Recovery, hosted by Stage 4 Prostate Cancer Fighter, Jason Stone. Whether you're newly diagnosed, a survivor, or a loved one or someone going through this experience, this podcast offers a lifeline of information and support. Based on real-time experiences, interviews with other fighters and survivors, and discussions with medical professionals, get ready for a raw, educational, and inspiring ride. Now let's join Jason as he shares his path to recovery. Welcome back to Prostate Cancer, The Road to Recovery. (laughs) My name's Jason. I'm 53 years old, and I have metastatic prostate cancer that has spread to my spine, and on this podcast, we talk about it. Today, I'm here with a co-worker and friend, Kelly Robertson. Kelly. Howdy, Jason. It's good to see you. I haven't seen you in a little bit. (laughs) Nope. I have been. good to be here. I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, It's good to have you. I've been out of work for a little while, so I'm going to get back Monday. That's what I hear. That's great. Looking forward (laughs) to seeing you. At work. Well, no, I'm not looking forward to seeing anybody at work, but since I have to be there, I'm looking forward to seeing you. It is something we have to do. We like the things that that affords us. That's correct. I like living indoors and eating. So Yeah. The reason you're here today, uh, both of us have had prostate cancer. We both got a diagnosis. Uh, It's shocking. It's like a complete change to your entire world. And I forget exactly how long yours, how long ago yours was, like 12 2011 2011. when I had my surgery, yeah. Okay. And we both made different treatment choices. I went down the path of the ADT, which I've talked about on here quite a bit, the androgen deprivation therapy, as well as the radiation, which I've just finished up uh, a week ago now. Wow. So, and you chose a different route. Yeah. So what did you choose and why did you choose so, that? So, okay. So that was interesting. So when I was diagnosed, it was, no, number one, I have to give a shout out to my doctor, my doctor Melcher, Stephen Melcher, Weatherford, Texas. He was my GP. Okay. And he said, hey, you're 50 years, I was 50 years old in 2010. Yep. He said, you're 50, you need to do a PSA. Okay. Had a PSA. It was slightly elevated. I was like 4.1. I think four is like the top of the scale. Yep. It was like 4.1. So, okay. He goes, ah, it could be, you could have a cold. You could have something else. Let's wait. Let's do it again. A month later, another one, 4.1. He goes, hmm. I'm going to send you to the urologist. Well, it's good that he did oh, because yeah. it, didn't, it hadn't increased in a month. Right. But he still didn't like the fact that it was a little high. That it hadn't gone back down. That's right. All right. That's good. So he sent me to a urologist, and the urologist did the same thing. as ah, you know, it's, it's not cancer. It's <laughs> probably something else, right? And so <laughs> we did another one. He goes, hmm, 4.1 or 4. I don't think it, it, it went up at all. Did they put you on any antibiotics or Nothing. anything during those nope. times? It was nope. just come back and yeah, come, come back. back and come we'll back. try it, okay. right? So I came back the second time. Um, he says, you know, we're going to do a biopsy. You did a biopsy, so you know how fun the biopsy is, right? Yeah. So we did the biopsy, and uh, and that's when he comes into the room, done with the biopsy, comes in and sits down and goes, well, you got cancer. I go, okay, all right. Well, let's talk about what we do now, right? Yeah. And uh, he goes, well, you, there's options. Okay, you could do nothing and die in about seven or eight years. <laughs> that was, I go, well. Holy crap. I don't like that option. Are there any other options we can choose here? Because, yeah. yeah, he talked about seating, right? We could get seated. Okay. And then he went through the seating is, you know, told me what it did, but there's some side effects, right? Because you're, you're damaging the other area around there and there's yeah. things that could happen. Yeah. And then he basically said, or we could have surgery and remove it. So at the time, what I found out later, I found out when I talked to my urologist this time is that that was the prevalent treatment at that time. 
yeah. with surgery, right? If, if it's not metastasized. Right. If, if it's all contained in the tumor. Let's just take it take out. Take it out. Right. I said, well, and then my brain was like, well, if it's out, it's not in, right? It's not in me. Yep. It's not out. I'm not damaging anything else. Now, there's potential side effects, obviously, to surgery. Some can be very, you know, devastating. Yeah, because your urethra tube runs right through your prostate. There's a That's lot right. of stuff going on in your prostate. So, right, they cut it off, and yeah. they basically tie your bladder to your urethra, the other end of your urethra. Wow. That's what they do. And so the biggest thing there was incontinence, right? Yep. Wearing a diaper the rest of your life. Yep. And, you know, there's, there's sexual side effects. There's all these side effects, right? And so talking it over with my wife, we said, I think surgery is the right answer for us. And So ADT wasn't... I don't even think it was a thing. I, uh, I didn't hear about it. Okay. Um, and none of that was a thing, right? So had surgery. Before I had surgery, I had a, I have a brother-in-law who's a nurse. And he calls up and says, ah, don't tell him. You shouldn't have the surgery. They have a new process where they only take half the prostate. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. So I go to my doctor. I said, okay, let's research this. I hadn't heard about it, so let's research it. So half the... Half the prostate, going to my doctor, goes, yeah, that's great. That's a ploy to get you to do two surgeries. Because if it's in one <laughs> hemisphere, it's almost always in the other. And that makes sense, right? I mean, yep, and so it does. I said, okay, all right, I get it. That's what they do. They give you one and say, oh, but you got cancer on the other side. You got to come back and have the rest taken out. We opted not to do that. Had the surgery. Um, yeah, you're catheterized for a week, right? Which was because that's got to let the tube heal up. That's right. So, but the funny thing is, we had moved in our house relatively recently, had a pool put in, and that weekend was when my wife and she, one of one of my sons, and then one of his friends came over, and they were going to roll like twelve pallets of sod. So there I am outside with my bag tied around me, trying to help. And she goes, "Hey, moron, you're not why supposed don't you to just be doing inside? that." <laughs> okay, I was really tired. That week was done. My wife goes out and buys this big bag of diapers for me. Right? Yep. Because hey, you're going to need them. Um, Pulled out the thing, put a diaper on for a day. I said, I don't care if I pee my pants the rest of my life. I'm not wearing these. So just for me. It takes all but, of your dignity away. But but uh, but then I didn't have that issue. Oh. I was going to the bathroom more for a while and, yeah. and maybe some leakage, but nothing really major. I all. wonder if your age at the time played into your body's ability oh, to recover from that and absolutely. heal. Absolutely. I mean, I, I believe that. Because how old were you? In I was 51. So. Yeah. So you were, once again, young yeah, with prostate cancer. Right. I was diagnosed when I was 52. There you go. Right. We're both so. retired Navy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine on the claim here later, but... Good. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, but, I, you know, I had, I had prostatitis all the time in the Navy, my last oh. few years in the Navy, so I can connect that. I, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So, had that surgery. PSAs, you know, every, I think we had it every three months and six months and annually for five years, zero, right? And less, than minimum, less than minimum detectable. Because there's no prostate there to That's, generate so those So there's no prostate-specific antigens. antigens, right? Yep. And so I said, great. So that was, that's why I had it done. It was basically the best option I was given. Okay. Was there anything else you did um, following surgery that you think helped with your recovery? Like, were there any oh. diet changes? So normally you, you, you rest... Try and take it easy. You're not trying to put too much stress on that right, area. Right. Um, what else? Anything? Well, after I recovered, after I got better, right? I, I, well, the other thing is I knew I'm a diabetic. So I'm type 2 diabetes since about 2007. So you're always watching your diet. Well, I'm supposed, supposed to always to be, be watching You're supposed diet, to be right? always watching so, your diet. So th that's one thing I said, <laughs> hey, I've got to lose some weight. I've got to, you know, I've got to get in shape, right? So that led to my next surgery. So... I started running. Oh, man. So I'm running. 
six miles a day. Okay. And I just, we had a little neighborhood, it's like a little horseshoe, and I'd run back and forth, and in every rotation was, I think, two miles or a mile and a half, so I'd do four of them. Okay. Right? And ran and ran and ran and ran. Lost weight, looked good, felt good. When I did check my blood sugar, it was nice down there. The doctor remarked that I was down in the regular range and all this cool stuff, and then my hips started hurting. Oh, man. And I go, huh. So then you're taking a little more Motrin as you run, as you run, and then, you know, you're, you're getting a little... You know, but I'm still running. And then I got to the point where I couldn't run anymore, right? That sucks. So I go in, and, yeah, you need a new hip. And so I had a hip replacement in 2012. <laughs> right. The only two surgeries I've had in my life. Wow. Right there. Right there. It was just crazy. But, yeah. 2011, 2012. But so trying to stay, just try, you know, and it wasn't cancer-specific. So I didn't do a bunch of research on that at the time because what I thought in my head is it is removed. I don't have cancer. Well, and I've had the same thought. Like I, I still struggle with the idea that we haven't done surgery to remove the primary tumor, right. even though I've got a spot on my, not my spot, my freaking L1 is taken up with a three by two centimeter right. chunk. But why not get rid of the first one, right? Yeah, sorry, I interrupted No, you. no, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. So in my head, it's like, okay, I've, I'm... I'm less than minimum detectable. I'm here. I got no, there's no issue. I can just go back to my life. And yep. I just didn't, what I regret is not doing more research on that, right? Not, because the doctor really didn't say about, hey, this could recur, right? Oh. He didn't really go into that. There wasn't uh Yeah, hey. And just so you know. You need to change your lifestyle, dude, because this could happen again. And I don't know how much study there was on there. I mean, there's a lot more. I've read a lot more this time than I did last time. So studies on your blood sugar level and cancer and, you know, kind of things like that. Yeah. Because obviously cancer, that's what feeds cancer is glucose. That's what feeds most cancers. That's right. The prostate's a unique one, yeah. prostate and breast cancers, well, because they're, har- they're hormone-fed. Right, right, right. Primary. But still. Yeah, our body still uses fuel, and right. you got to be good, careful about what fuel you put in your that's body. Right. That's right. So, um, yeah. So given, would you... Knowing what you know today, and we're going to get to your your most recent situation here in a second, but would you do the same treatment knowing what you know today and what's available? Uh, well, that's a big question. Um, I I still believe I probably would. I, I just still, because it wasn't metastasized, and yeah. I just, you know, my, my whole mindset was, hey, I want it out of my body. If you can remove the primary tumor right. with success... Right. And you had success. Oh, yeah. You had your age was playing into it. You're, you're <laughs> being yeah. careful about your diet. Uh, your body healed from it. So another story about my urologist. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> I had my surgery, and they did it with the Da Vinci machine. So I had the seven arms poking okay. my body, right? Um, it was laparoscopically, I guess is what they call it. So I'm recovering. He comes in. He goes, yep. He goes, got it all. He goes, I was coming out, and I saw a little more material. So I went and scraped it out, right? Good thing, because it had cancer in it. I go, yeah, it's a good thing, Doc. It's your job, which was good. I thought that's, well, thank you. Well, it's in there in a really tight spot. Right. I mean, it's right up against the colon, right? right. It's right under the bladder. It, it hugs the bottom of the bladder. Right. So when you're in there trying to separate that, I, I'm not a oh, doctor, yeah. but as I understand, that's that's it's a tough. tough thing to yep. get out. It's tough. So, but anyway, it was just, an, okay, thanks a lot. <laughs> Apparently, he didn't do enough. <laughs> So I'm going through my stuff, and we talk at work a lot, and I share. I was, I didn't think my situation was very serious at first, and so I, sadly, I regret treating it like a joke. In fact, telling jokes about it at work at first, because I really thought, well, I'm young, 
it can't be bad, right? Before I found out, no, you're stage four, bravo, it's yeah. metastasized, it's in your spine, we were worried about the spot on your rib. Before all that, I was treating it very, very light-handed. But I was sharing everything that was going on uh, with a lot of people at work. And you went and got your PSA checked. And then you shared yeah. your story with me. So, yeah. So an interesting thing on that, right? So I was talking about my doctor the first time doing the PSA. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. But it was interesting. There was another individual in that organization that died of from prostate cancer right before that. At work? Not here. Oh, okay. When I was down, down, in, down in Texas. In Texas? Yeah. So he, he found out about it apparently when he jumped out of the truck to get some gas and broke his back because it had metastasized, right? Holy he just, crap. You know, he'd been having pain. So he, he, he passed away. I mean, he, they were not able to save him. It had spread too much. So that kind of, then when I found out, oh, you know, here's my PSA, that kind of alerted me and said, oh, this is serious stuff, right? Yeah. Now this time, so interesting, I did find something out on my, on my uh, um, PET scan. Okay. I'll share that. So you were having back issues. Yeah. And so my back was just killing me. So I'd, I'd been over time my shoes, and I was fine, 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 until I got almost straight up, and it was just this wincing pain. I could barely do that, and then it got really bad. I go, oh. And then I think, well, Jason, I mean, with what you shared, yep. Jason, you know, he has these issues, and I've had prostate cancer. Oh, I couldn't be cancer, could it, right? <laughs> and so I just, I get on the, the, the phone, or the, I get on my phone, text my doctor, hey, I want a PSA, right? I want a PSA, and I want... Um, Kidney function also because oh good I just want to make sure yep because I, I think it, it's back here it could be kidneys right yep and I and I'm not eating right and so I'm I'm just abusing my kidneys because of my <laughs> diabetes right and so a big thing there is for everybody is it's not a big it's kind of embarrassing to talk about prostate cancer right just because of where it's at yep and what it, what it could lead well to, and right? so many people don't know about it there's not right. a book I, I when men turn 50 you should be handed a book when, right. when men turn 40 right you should be handed a book that says here is your what psa is what it means and why you should get it monitored every year because it's a stupid simple blood test oh yeah it's, it's easy yeah so anyway so so then i had my pet scan right and I found out that on my L5, that's the one right on the sacrum. Yeah, yeah. It had rolled forward. Ooh. And it's got a stress fracture on it. Wow. But here's something interesting. I, I figured, okay, that's why I had back pain. Oh, yeah. duh. But I don't have back pain anymore since I started eating right. I have zero back pain. And, and so I don't know why. I, I, can't, I can't correlate that. But I, Your spine can't just heal itself. Just there has to I be have, an alignment, I right? I have zero huh. back pain. All right. I don't know what that is. I, I had that. I, I got everything. I got got everything checked. Then my back pain went away before I had my my. Uh, wow. I have none. So you can call it providence. You can call it. I mean, something to get me to get in there to, for my PSA, right? Because I would. Yeah. I mean, point three. When would I feel symptoms? Right. Who knows? It already have to. It have to metastasize and do all this other stuff first, right? So at least right now. Well, that's the weird thing about PSA is I know. So I'm on the couple of different Facebook um, right. groups about prostate cancer, and I know several guys that get in there, and they're like, or the wives of the guys get in there, and they're like, you know, my husband's PSA is 10, so that means it's not metastatic, right? And then some get in there and say it's 10. It means it's metastasized, right? It has nothing to do That's with right. whether it's metastasized. That's just the amount of... There's guys that have metastasized prostate cancer with PSAs of 2 or 3. Right. That's right. No, that's correct. Yeah, and then there's some that are in the 60s where it's not metastasized. It's right. confined. You don't know. That's right. You don't know. Those are, yeah. There has to be some 
relation there, but they're not correlation. So, right, there's not correlation, but there's a relation, right? If the higher your PSA, the more, I would say, the more probability there is that it will can or will met or has metastasis. Right, it changes right. the probability, that's not right. the... Because it, that's more prostate cancer cells, right? That's, that's really, it's a measure of how many cancer yeah. cells are there, which it gives you a higher probability that they've metastasized or will metastasize, yep. right? So one of the things... Uh, we've talked about through texts and phone calls. Uh, I appreciate the support, by the way. Uh, so many, a lot of people have reached out, and uh, yeah, it makes a difference. It does. It does make a difference having a support group, having people that just check in and say, "Hey, are you okay?" Yeah. Um, one of the things I shared with you is. I'm right now, and I'm still new to this, so maybe it'll get better, but I'm kind of in this constant state of fear. Uh, I'm trying not to let it build into a high level of anxiety, but I've done my radiation treatments now, and we're not doing a scan to see what the status of my cancer looks like, All right. right? I'm going to stay on ADT for at least a year, so another 10 months, and we're just, the only thing we're going to do is monitor my PSA, and we're not even doing one for another three weeks. It's four weeks after I'm done with treatment. And so I'm kind of like in this low-level anxiety uh, fear where I'm just going to be waiting between PSA tests, and that's just what my life is going to be like now. Um, now, you did the surgery back in 2011 and then moved on. You were able to get past that, but knowing what you know now, um, how do you how how do you or how do you intend to manage or cope with that uh, constant? F- so you you just explained why I probably why I had surgery. Okay, because if it's out of my body, I don't have to worry about it, right? If it's not there. I don't have to worry about it. And, you know, thinking back between the seating, and it's another interesting thing. I asked our urologist, well, what would you do? He oh. Goes, he goes, oh, I'd get seated. I go, but you're telling me it's probably better? He goes, yeah, here's the difference. I don't get paid when I'm not at work. <laughs> he goes, I don't have time off because I'm a doctor. I'm paying all these bills. Oh. I'd get seated and just keep going to work. You're going to have to take, you know, I took, I took almost a month off. Okay. But because I could. I could have gone back probably in three weeks or two weeks. You know, I yeah. probably could have. But I, I wanted to see, like, there's fear with going back to work yeah right yeah (laughs) but um anyway so so that's how i coped with my fear the first time i just got it removed and then i just could figure you know i had zero psa's well i'm good okay but i'm not right so so (laughs) this time so i'll tell you this time so i've had a couple nights so when this first when i first had this issue before i got my psa because i thought i had it could be kidney it could be pancreas i had i had other i had other symptoms of Issues and it was, I think, more from my eating than anything else. But and you still, went to Doctor Google. Yes, <laughs> yes. And so I'm like, that could be pancreatic cancer, and that's a pretty much a death sentence, right? That's you're not. It's hard to come back from that. It is. And so I, I had some sleepless nights, right? And then I had my PSA, and then I'm thinking, hey, it's, it's prostate cancer. Okay, yeah, I've, I've done that before, <laughs> right? And but then I'm thinking, well, what if it metastasized somewhere else, right? What if it's this and that and blah blah blah. Um, so for me, my belief in God. Yeah, and my understanding of, of what my understanding of what my plan is in here and, and is really helped me, right? Yeah. Sometimes you just got to let go of all that because it's a there's it's a a, spirituality deal. is a huge part of a lot of success stories. When you talk yeah. to people about success stories, 
the things that are common are um, I improved my diet. I reached out to friends and family. And uh, whatever their spiritual beliefs are, they re-engaged with that. Yep. And, and that those are common threads to all really strong success stories. Now, we've kind of talked around it. Uh, we did, there's people who picked up uh, hints, I'm sure. But just talk about your most recent, just what happened with your most recent uh, brush with prostate cancer. Because even though you had it out in 2011, what happened now? You got your PSA tested and... Oh, as far as... Okay. So I had my... And, oh, you're talking about my treatment plan so far or who I've seen? To, to this, your most recent brush yeah, yeah. with... Yeah. So I had my PSA tested in August. And it came out 0.4. And so my, my doctor, my GP, said, well, we're going to have an ultra-sensitive PSA. So great. Maybe it's, you know... And it came out 0.386. So, oh, man. So the other one's pretty... Pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty accurate. accurate. Right? And so then um, I was given a, an appointment with a urologist who saw me, good guy, but he saw me for 10, 15 minutes and said, hey, you need to get, we need to get your PET scan and you need to get into an oncologist. Right? And that was here. Was it Slongo? No, oh. it was uh, Gavin. <laughs> okay. I got that set up. Um, the PET scan was last week, last, no, last Monday. Yeah, last yeah. Monday. And, um, and the oncologist appointment was just on Wednesday. Right. And you met with my doctor, our doctor, yeah. I guess, Doctor uh, Brian Lewinda. Thank yep. you. Yeah, and so and so we had a discussion there. Um, he sat me down and said, "Okay, you know, you got we can't see it because it's too low. Right? We, we can't pick it up with PET scan because well, I had my PET scan and then I got the results on my little my chart in an hour. Oh, nice. Oh, it was, <laughs> and it's, I'm looking through no uptake, no uptake, no uptake, no abnormality, no uptake, no uptake, no uptake. Oh, yeah, you got a problem with your spine. I'm like, woohoo, I don't have cancer, right? Yeah, that's, what I'm that's a good sign. I don't have cancer. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. But something's causing. That's right. And so when I went to see the doctor, I got put back on earth, and he said, no, you have cancer. It's just low enough to where we can't pick it up on a PET scan. He recommended that we start in, well, first, I haven't had a colonoscopy in forever. I don't know if I want to badmouth Cadillac because they're my dog, but it, it takes forever and a day. I've had an appointment. I mean, it's like waiting six or seven or eight months. So he's working on getting me that because you have to make sure there's nothing. He's wrong. really good about getting things moved. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure he is. So um, with that, and then uh, he wanted to put me on Lupron. Okay. And get me right in to do ra um, radiation therapy, right? Okay. In a few weeks. Start, you know, and just get this rolling. So I asked him, I said, so we're going to do that. If we're going to do that, where are you going to aim that beam? Yeah. He goes, well... Just generally in the prostate well, area? There's a, there, he says, where the, where the bladder stitches up to the urethra now. Because what they do is when they take your prostate out, they, they, they attach your bladder right to your urethra because there's nothing in, in between, right? He says, right in that bed right there, and then the two lymph nodes on the side of it. That's okay. what I'm going to do. I said, okay. Um, okay. And he goes, that's prob probabilistic. It's there. It could be there. It's probably there. I go, all right, what if we're wrong? Yeah, no kidding. Goes, well, then we'll do it wherever it pops up. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I'm thinking about that. I'm like, so this could be multiple iterations of yeah of, of um, uh, radiation therapy. I'm like, ah, I don't know about that, right? And so I've been doing some research. I mean, in the last couple of months, uh, and there's a lot out there about how diet can affect or cancer in general. Now, granted. Prostate cancer isn't necessarily the same. You know, prostate cancer is different because it is hormonal, and there's a lot yeah. less blood flow in the area, and there's all these other things. But right now, I'm kind of of the opinion. I haven't made up my mind 
hundred percent, but I'm of the opinion I might want to wait and just monitor. Active monitoring. Yeah. Until, with the diet changes. That's right. With diet changes and lifestyle changes. Yeah. And there, there might be something to that. And yep. if it stays constant, if it stays there, if it's maybe, you know, stays around 0.3, I mean, so. That's an indication it's not growing. Because that's right. Because you don't have a prostate. So all this is, is presumably, all it takes is a couple cells. That's right. That remained tied to some tissue somewhere. And eventually those cells grew and and then it became malignant and now you've got prostate cancer again some 12 years later right so so i think i'm going to do some active monitoring for a little bit maybe a couple months you know the first of the year okay and uh see how it goes if it stays the same maybe i won't maybe if it if it reduces maybe you know yeah so when you say active monitoring how often do you intend to get your psa checked I, i was thinking monthly if they'll let me I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I, well, you can go to, uh, there's an app, uh, LabCorp. We have all these LabCorp right, uh, things, and it's an inexpensive, like 45 bucks. And so I'll just And you can it. just get a test weekly if you want. Right. So I think I, I'll probably do that in my A1C because because of my diet changes. I want to see where I'm at A1C-wise. So, okay. Yeah, I didn't, thank, thank you. I didn't realize that. Yeah. But I, I have that app because I had some other testing done on my own before, so... That's a good idea. Yeah, you can just order your own test because you, you, if you're paying for it out of pocket, you don't need a doctor to say, right. hey, I want this. It's just a blood test. That's right. In fact, I am thinking of doing that just to relieve my anxiety a little bit. Oh, yeah, why not? Uh, take I, a little blood and you're done. Yeah, yeah. It'll be nice to know for sure where I'm at with my PSA level. You got to be careful, though, right? Because does a rising PSA, what does that mean, right? And and so... Right, and that's where uh, on one of my first on my first episode I talked about I was getting back on the bicycle. So there's trauma down there, right? And anything that uh, anything that causes trauma down there uh, or stress mm-hmm. um, can cause your PSA to go up. So it's not just um, right. cancer that causes right. those antigens to be released. And you know, I just had a thought. Yeah, and I don't even know if this is even, but but it's interesting that you say that because I'm thinking about my damaged back just now i'm thinking about that oh would that cause inflammation would that cause psa to go up i have no idea i don't either but <laughs> maybe i'm grasping at more straws i don't know but but just so, a thought well it's another case for active monitoring right. it's another reason that this supports the idea that hey maybe the right thing to do for you right now is right the and i think the technical term is active surveillance when we do active monitoring active surveillance right. um where you're just periodically getting your PSA check to see what the trend is. And that's what matters is the trend. It's not the number. It's the trend. Correct. Well, except unless you've had your prostate removed, then the number does matter. Well, it's it does. Above, but what was the number that was the threshold? So the threshold's 0.2. Okay. So they say you should be less than 0.2. And then between 0.2 and 0.4 is that, that gray zone where it's like, uh, you know, we think yeah. you have cancer. But so, like I say, I'm at... And you're right at that. Yeah, I'm right at that threshold at the top. But yeah, and maybe I just go get it, and maybe I get it every other week. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how long it takes to change. I don't know. You know, traditionally, traditional thinking, or at least what I understand is prostate cancer is typically slow growing. Not always. Not always. Like in my case, it's pretty aggressive. But 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 usually slow. Seventy percent of the people with prostate cancer will have slow growing cancer. right, Right. So, and I don't know, unfortunately, I wasn't smart enough to do my PSA at least every year, right? I just didn't <laughs> because I thought I was done. And, we don't know. And we move and, and we do all this stuff and I've all, you know, and then life happens and you get all yep. this and 
all you all I need to do is go down there and have my PSA checked, and I could I know the trend, and maybe it's been point three eight seven for five years. I don't know. Yep. Don't know. What I've been recommending to people is September's Prostate Cancer Awareness Month. Put it on your calendar every September. Get your PSA checked. That if you're a male, biological male, forty or older, every September, just go get it checked. Yeah. It's a blood test. Ask your doctor. Uh, they'll be like, oh, sure, if you want to. Because there's still uh, the idea that, well, that's not a problem until you're in your 60s or most of the time, 70s uh, or 80s. Well, you and I won't know better than that, right? But yeah, we had it in our early 50s. Well, and what, yeah, what the doctor told me, that my first urologist said, hey, if you were 75 years old, I'd tell you to go home and have a nice life. We wouldn't do anything. Now, I'd probably Man. argue with him, <laughs> but I'm just saying, he just said, yeah. I still want some kind of treatment. Yeah. But yeah, and you're this so really the only risk right now with your recurrence because that's what it is, right? You had it removed, right? You were undetectable for so many years, and now there's been a recurrence. Um, the risk with the active monitoring, active surveillance is uh, well, there's risk with the treatment, and there's risk with the sur- with that's the right. surveillance. The risk with the surveillance is that, hey, it could turn into an aggressive cancer. It may metastasize. It may form a new tumor, and that changes your path drastically. That's right. The risk with the, hey, let's just, uh, not blindly, but you really don't have a target. Right. Let's just Really, I mean, we're saying, okay, here's here's what other people have experienced. This is where I think it's going to be. Yeah. And it probably is. Probably I, is. But I don't know for but sure. But you don't know. Right, so. Yeah, and then you're... you're Dosing the red, your bladder, your dosing. Right. So I'm still, uh, I'm trying to go, I'm going back to work net on Monday, yeah. um, but I'm still experiencing some symptoms. Like I said, uh, I was telling you off camera, uh, the diarrhea hasn't stopped yet. Um, right. The emodium has helped. When I remember to take some emodium, it's helping a little bit. Um, but I've been going through this thing where I'm peeing blood, uh, and that's because yeah. of oxalate crystals that are forming. Ooh, and so... So I've had crystals form. That's a, so, yeah. so my, you know, this is back Navy time, right? Yeah. So my last boat, I had prostatitis probably two or three times or more. And I was peeing a little bit of blood. And um, they, the corpsman on the boat, right, because we don't have a doctor. Right. Which, and some of them were good. And this guy was okay. So he took a sample and he was looking at it under the, under the microscope. And he was showing me all these little knives, all these little daggers yep. that I had, all it these crystals. Cut through there. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, and, um, you know, I changed some of the stuff, you know, stop drinking sodas, things like that. Don't drink sodas. Yep. Soda's and, bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's so weird that, that, that uh, the carbonation and the soda is so bad for you. I always thought it was calcium, high calcium levels. Yeah, it's not. But it turns out uh, I have to take, I'm now taking calcium acetate, which binds with the oxalates in my bowels to... Uh, do away with the the formation of the right, crystals. Right. So that's I'm trying to get that cleared up. Oh yeah, that's not kind fun. of painful, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so we were talking about oh yeah the waiting game. We haven't even talked about that yet. Oh yeah so, yeah yeah. So like I said, I had some bad nights there at first, and then after my PSA, I had some more bad nights. And really, and I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty stoic about the whole thing. It, it yeah. is what it is, right? That's one of the ways I get through it. And we talked about you know. Your, your belief system and what you believe, and that really helps tremendously. But my biggest fear was not being able to take care of my wife and my family. 
I mean, oh, it is. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. The biggest thing I was worried about. I mean, I'm going to leave, and they're going to be who knows. Right. And so that's just, you know, that really kept me up at night. We're pretty lucky that we've got a good job that supports us, that right. has good benefits where right. we're able to do stuff like this. That's right. Once we're gone. All that goes away. All that goes away. Your retirement goes away. My, my naval retirement is going away, right? Man. So, so the work retirement we have will go away. Yeah, scary. Now, I think we're okay, but I mean, I don't know how, how okay. These are things I didn't want to be thinking about in my early 50s. No, and, I, th- I know. You know. Oh, I know. Believe me, I, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, for me even, I'm 63. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ready to check out yet. Nope. Not yet. Yeah, maybe I am. Maybe... God's telling me I'm going to check out. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't feel that way. What I feel like is all these things are helping me identify with this. The fact that, and, you know, that you had your cancer and the fact that your, your back was hurting. I mean, that's what made me that check it. Tie, I could, right now, I, if, if my back had gotten better anyway, I'd just be going on in life, and that thing might be just going up and up and up, and I'd never know it. You would so never have been tested. Now, and... Three years from now, I'll be metastasized, and who knows? Oh, right? man. I mean, well, think about that. So I, I have a choice. I have options now. Then there wouldn't be any option. Now I have options because well, of that. And so maybe that is what it's about. I'm glad you got it, your PSA check. Oh, me too. I, I, want, oh. I hope everybody at work oh, is oh, getting their PSA check. They should. I mean, my goodness. I'm telling... Two of us. I'm telling right? everybody. Two of us. Yep. That's a high, high number, right? Yep. Ten years apart. Crazy. Well, I know. I know. But... So some of the stuff we talked about today was uh, you had uh, prostate cancer back in 2011, and you chose the surgery route, and you talked through some of uh, your reasons for that surgery then and what you might do different now. Um, you talked about your recurrence, which is a, that's a big deal. That will, And what I've been told is that will happen. Uh, one of the things I learned early on that one of the doctors had said is it all men will get prostate cancer if you live long enough. It is something that happens. It's not, there isn't anybody that will not get it. If the longer you live, it's just the odds. The longer you live, the more likely you are to get it until you eventually do. Right. And uh, I, I forgot what I was saying there. But, but I, the, <laughs> So my dad, yeah. so, and you know some of the story this year, I think, right? Yeah. So my dad had, had a stroke. a crazy so, year. So this year was, well, <laughs> so I had... I can't even remember what it's called. I had uh, vertigo, and I had my Bell's palsy. Yeah. Well, I'm in my daughter's house in Utah, and I'm throwing up. I did, never throw up. My wife has seen me throw up before once in wow. 40 years, right? Never throw up. Throwing up, Bell's palsy, his face is drooping. I had that, right? And then in July, the beginning of July, my dad has a stroke. And now I'm his guardian and conservator, which I, I'm honored to be able to do that for him but yeah that's a lot that's taxing that's stress and i'm trying to get him divorced from this woman that stole about 150 to 200 thousand dollars from him right and the saga on that is she's responded so she wants to go to court she doesn't have a lawyer though so this should be interesting okay we'll see what happens there but anyway (laughs) um so i mean just all this stuff yeah you throw this on top so it's just well how much can you really take yeah no (laughs) kidding but you know like i say that's um, where the spiritual side comes oh, absolutely. in. You have to have some belief system. Oh, yeah. You have to. Yeah. I, I feel bad for people that don't. I, I just don't know how you could make it through life without it. Fair personally. enough. Fair so enough. Whatever that is, right? I just don't see how you can do it. Yep. I couldn't. But we, also, we talked about, uh, yeah, your recurrence. We talked about um, a lot of stuff. <laughs> 
I speak fast too. I hope everybody can understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I think there'll be some editing magic going on for some of those. Down. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. But no, it's been a it's been a good interview. I really appreciate you coming over. I look forward to getting back to work Monday. I look forward to seeing you. And uh, thank you for your time, Kelly. I won't be seeing you too much. We're right into the exam phase. Oh, that's the Monday. fun. Starting Monday. <laughs> that's fun. Well, I look forward to it. And if you ever want to do this again or want an update, that'd be great. Well, I'm going to want updates, right? We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Next time you get your PSA checked, I want to know. Oh, sure. All right. I'll let you know. Well, uh, with that, I appreciate the listeners out there as well, and uh, thank you for your time. Love you all. We'll see you. Thanks. What would you think? Oh, that was great. Easy. Yeah, yeah. easy peasy. <laughs>